0: Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. And you're about to get jumped.
1: Welcome to episode 232 of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a weekly podcast where we watch the anime so you don't have to.
0: But you should still totally watch the anime.
1: This week on Get Jumped, we're watching Naruto Shippuden episodes 212 through 216, plus the first three episodes of Yuri on Ice. We're in one, the homoerotic tension between the two male leads. It's It's really reaching an overwhelming boiling point. Um, and then the other is just about ice skating
0: yeah it's just how it is <laughs> you know you just gotta you just gotta spin your fucking heart out man you just gotta spin so hard you so don't, like hard. know how hard you gotta spin oh, you just gotta like sp- do it you just you just gotta spin
1: spin shit
0: spin you bitch <laughs> 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 let's jump in
1: I'm upset with both of us. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> have you um Have you heard of the comedian Atsuko Okaska? No. Okay, she's very very funny, and I highly recommend it. She has a special, uh, a com- comedy special on Max, and it's called The Intruder, and it's really good. Um, one of the first jokes in it is she's like talking about, uh, she's probably like, she's probably my age or like a few years younger than me. And she's sort of talking about like the experience of having like a young cousin who's like 18 years old, who is just so cool. And it stresses her out because she's intimidated by how cool her cousin is at such a young age. And she's like, she'll just ask me these things. Like you skate. And I'm like, I don't know what to do with that. You skate, fuck you. <laughs> it's so it's so great, and so now we get to talk about skating.
0: Yeah, it's just, uh, it's just the way it is. You just gotta skate. You just gotta skate your heart out, buddy. Yeah. Um, we didn't watch any anime in between recording these two episodes. <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: yeah, we recorded the Naruto episode mere moments ago. Or th- is this the Naruto the one? Episode? The, we recorded the Mob Psycho the Mob Psych-
0: 100 episode. Okay, piece of shit.
1: Let's talk about it because what's happening? So, <laughs> on the episode, that's
0: brain is broken.
1: <laughs> on the ep- that's accurate. On the episode before the Mob Psycho 100 episode, in the next on uh, the next episode segment where we tell you what we're going to watch next time, I told you that we were going to watch Naruto, even though we were actually going to watch Mob Psycho 100. And I have a spreadsheet that I pull all this information off of. I don't know why I overlooked Mob Psycho 100 and went to Naruto instead because it's usually pretty obvious which one is next because the ones that aren't next have all the information filled in and the ones that are next have blanks and this is not the first time that I accidentally said that we were going to watch Naruto next week when we were actually going to watch Mob Psycho 100 and then I just did it again what's happening help me
0: Oh my gosh. I don't know what's wrong with Blake's brain, everybody. Help me! It's just just what it is. (laughs) Just too too stupid to function.
1: (laughs) 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 Spencer, do you want to talk about Yuri on Ice?
0: Yeah, Yuri on Ice is a show that I didn't know anything about other than it was like... Man, it's supposed to be very, very homoerotic. <laughs> yes,
1: it was a big hit years ago, and it may—I uh, don't know how many years. Does it say it, it premiered October sixth, two thousand sixteen, and ended de- December twenty-second of that year. with a Total of twelve episodes. Um, it's an anime original. It looks like there is a spin-off manga, but it looks like it began as an anime series. Figure skating was choreographed by Kenji Miyamoto who would also perform the routines himself, which were recorded and used as skating sound effects. That's cool. Um, There was a feature film that was planned, but it was pushed back. And that's probably because of the COVIDs, because it was planned to release in 19. Um, So they must have had a little delay, and then they got an even bigger delay. Um, But uh, yeah, Yuri on Ice made a big splash on the anime scene uh, back in 16, because... Um, a, like everybody that was keeping up with the current season's manga was watching it and was talking about it. And it was getting a lot of attention because it's a few things that are not usual. One, it is a sports anime about figure skating. So instead of the sort of pulse pounding matches that you get in something like a Haikyuu or a Kuroko's basketball, it is figure skating which is about sort of like putting together a dance routine on ice and being you know a beautiful ice ballerina and so that's really out of the ordinary for a sports anime uh then it is really out of the ordinary for a sports anime especially one that is so different like that to be the thing that everyone is watching and talking about uh, other than Haikyuu, I don't really remember anything in recent years having that sort of pull as a sports anime. Usually it is other genres of anime that have that kind of pull. And the sports animes are just kind of off in their own little subsection. Um, so this was weird too. And then, yeah, the last thing that Spencer already mentioned is that this is really fucking gay. And uh-huh. it's not... It's not really fucking gay in the way that like a lot of queer media is where it's just like, uh, you know, it's, it's not shit's Creek. It's not our flag means death. It's, it's not like just super queer from start to finish, but just these first three episodes are like full of sort of romantic tension between the male characters And I think one of the things that the show is doing, um, I would suspect pretty intentionally, and I think this is borne out by some of the comments I saw on it while I was gathering notes for it, is that it's sort of playing with the tension and the stress and the self-doubt that comes with burgeoning, unexpected, not straight sexuality when you're, like, first realizing that that sort of core thing about you might not fit the mold that you thought it was supposed to, I there's a lot of, like, personal tension. There's a lot of doubting. Um, and I think this is really sort of representing somebody who maybe doesn't know this about themselves and is starting to find it out about themselves through the avenue of, like, high-level competition ice skating. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so it made a big splash for that. Uh, it is, it is sort of, it's it sort of, I guess I'm going to spoil the show a little bit. It's 12 episodes. Um, let's talk, let's talk about our reactions to these first three episodes. And then I want to have like a mild spoiler discussion about its legacy.
0: Okay. So first of all, uh, let me tell you about the animation of this show. Uh fuck it's good. Yeah, it's, it's by
1: MAPPA, it's, right?
0: Yeah, it's 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 beautifully done.
1: Yeah. Um
0: it's also touted as having one of the most engaging um like sound uh soundtracks of any anime in recent history. I would say that the opener is is just Oh my gosh, the oh, opener is fantastic. It's an absolute um, bop.
1: Uh the the outro's really good too. The music is solid which you yeah. would you would expect um, from the a lot gays. of people
0: are raving <laughs> uh, have been raving about this show though specifically about the music in it and then i will say the thing that hooked me the most um was uh surprisingly not the um the, you know the the big gay undertones that are happening in some oh the weird show. um just it, it's also not the slice of life of the show Um, one of the things this thing, this show does really well, especially in the first couple of episodes is that it gets you hooked as somebody who is an Olympics fan. Um, and specifically the only shit I give a shit about inside of the Olympics really, um, is like the team sport things and then a couple of swimming things. And then if I ever have to watch the winter Olympics, the only time that I really watch the winter Olympics is just like, the insanity that is figure skating. Cause I don't know if you've watched real figure skating. I have not. But that shit looks crazy to do. And when you're watching it, you're just like, it doesn't look like people should be able to do this. And yet <laughs> Here they are. they're coming up with even more insane things to do. Um and like the 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 you know the the single-person figure skating is wild to watch because you get to do see a single person do crazy stuff. But the Paris figure skating is just, like, off-the-charts in, incredible, crazy shit to watch. And I'm just like, this is this is what I came for. I don't want to watch an asshole go down a slope and then jump really far. <laughs> like, yeah, that takes a lot of training to not kill yourself. But, like, I'm not interested. Uh-huh. Um, so it's just what it is. <laughs>
1: Okay, I did not. Uh, I did not know this about you. That you were a secret yeah, the, figure skating. Well, the sports stand.
0: aspects of it is just really interesting to me, um, and the fact that it's not just like, okay, here's the other thing. Um, when you are watching a sports anime, I think a lot of the times the thing that ends up being the worst part about a sports anime is how they represented the actual sport. Okay. I think... Uh, like, I watched I watched that anime that was about... Um, there, there was, like, a couple of animes that were about soccer, and there were a couple of them that were about basketball. Uh-huh. And my biggest problem with watching both of them was not the slice-of-life part, but it was, like, the actual basketball plays that were happening inside of it. Because if you're seeing them... It, you know, if you're seeing them in the moment with, like, a real person, they they seem, you know, in, insane, like, nobody should be able to do this kind of stuff, wild stuff to see on 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 your screen. Like, if you're watching basketball and somebody that is, you know, like, you know, my team that I watch is the Grizzlies, and if you watch John Morant dunk over somebody's head, it just, it's it looks crazy to see inside of the moment. Um, but watching it inside of the animation is just like, well, you know, you could do literally anything inside of anime. So it's, it's very hard to hook me in the same way. Yeah, um, I will sense. say the... The sports animes that have hooked me the most by the specifically the sports, though, have been the ones that are adjacent to fighting almost exclusively, other mm-hmm. than Haikyu, which, like, why that volleyball anime is so good, I have no idea. I've never liked volleyball until I watched that show. I'm going to talk um, about
1: that in my review, so I think maybe we'll figure <laughs> that
0: out. <laughs> but the other one was, like, uh, Ippo um which yeah. is a boxing anime um which is you know fighting anyways right but the way that they do figure skating in this show is so fucking on point and it shows you the actual extreme nature of this sport specifically that i'm just like i think they fucking nailed it like and I, I also, I also don't actually have any idea how you would do this show without making it like, kind of gay, um, uh-huh. because the the art of figure skating usually is not done as much with like, um, like, it, it's not, it's not seen as like a heterosexual sport a lot of times. Yeah, um, it is. It's usually.
1: It's- it's usually it's dance it's dance it's pageantry yeah it's ice dancing it's the it's that kind of stuff it's like like you know Spencer you and I are both theater people and you are not gay but yeah. there is a strong stereotype that people in theater and that do theater are gay because there is something about self-exploration self-expression the the type of sort of freedom that theater and the people who are drawn to theater represents for somebody who is like questioning themselves that that becomes the that magnet for gay people. And so it's like it's not that theater is inherently gay, but it's that some of the inherent qualities of theater really speak to uh or create comfort and safety for people who are gay. And so as a consequence, people who have that sort of gayness or that sort of outsiderness are drawn to it. In the same way there is the aspect of figure skating that I think is really highlighted in these early episodes is beauty. This is about a sort of flowing, beautiful art form. And straight men are just not as frequently drawn to a sort of lithe human body as beautiful, kind of like flowiness in the same way that like gay men and women are. And You know, that's probably a lot wrapped up in societal expectations put on you from birth. But I think that, uh, yeah, this is one of those things where it's like, I'm sure there's plenty of straight (laughs) figure skaters out there. But the stereotype is based in truth that this is kind of like a gay man's sport because it's just not appealing to those things that straight men are taught to feel appealed to by. Um, Yeah, I guess
0: so. (laughs) <laughs> yeah
1: so it's like you know it's it's one of those things that's like yeah there's plenty of exceptions to the rule but it's just there's a sort of core type of self-expression here that would appeal to like certain demographics more than others um so yeah it, it is it's hard to imagine this fitting into the macho mold that a lot of sports anime find themselves pushing into. Mm-hmm. Um, so y- yeah, so you liked this a-, a lot. It sounds like.
0: I liked it a lot more than I was expecting you to specifically because I was expecting it to lean more into the slice of life aspect uh-huh. um, and less into the technicality of the world as well. Um, but it does a, it does a real good job of giving you slice of life. That's not obnoxious. And people have to know what I'm talking about when I say that there is a lot of slice of life anime that just, it leans into being obnoxious, especially in like the humor aspects of it. Um, but like it, it gave me, it gave me a lot of like um, um, less creepy black swan vibes. Did you have that too?
1: Oh, I, I didn't think about that before now, but uh, I think I can see what you're saying.
0: It's, um. so, it's just, it shows you like the fucking, how fucking cutthroat it can be inside of like the first episode where it's yeah. just like, like that, uh, that fucking guy in the hoodie. That's just like, Yuri, just like get, yeah.
1: <laughs> right. Cause they're both named like, Yuri. Yeah.
0: He's just like, get, get the fuck out of here. And then he's, and then he thinks to himself, he's just like, even if I got out of here, there's other people that are right there that are just going to be as equally cutthroat as me. So I don't know what you're expecting. Uh-huh. And it's just, like, fucking crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I I think, um, yeah, for me, I really liked this. I, I would say, like I said, there's, like, so my husband, I haven't watched Our Flag Means Death myself, but my husband was watching it while I was in the room the other day. And I was like, oh, man, this show is just super fucking gay. And Yuri on Ice is not quite that. Uh, it's definitely subtext. It is, uh, yes. um, and I, it, well, we'll talk about that in a second, but it's, uh, it's definitely subtextual, but it, it's pretty clear. It's one of those things where it's like, you don't really have to be looking for this subtext for it to present itself to you. It, it's pretty hard with the way the show is set up to not feel like this is a crush because the sort of core concept of the show is this so there's a skater named yuri who is competing at a professional level but does very poorly the show opens on him feeling depressed after a poor showing in a competition and then um it cuts to sometime later when he's kind of coming home and wondering like I really want to keep doing this because this is the thing that I want to do. This is a thing that brings me joy. This is something that matters to me, but I don't know how I fit into this world anymore. Um, And so he returns to his home where he is a bit of a local hero. And he, this is sort of like throwing, maybe throwing in his face a little bit, his failure, because to him, he doesn't feel like a hero. He doesn't feel deserving of this status that the town has placed on him. And so, like, you know, it's that thing where somebody's congratulating you for something, but you can only see the negative parts of that thing. And so, like, their congratulations is just highlighting the negative feelings yeah. that are kind of swirling for central. you. Yeah, 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 that's, yep, that's that. And uh, and so he is just really, really struggling with that. And he has a childhood friend that... Uh, he that runs like an ice skating rink and he goes to see her and he's the two of them have been obsessed with this character a, a russian figure skater um, who is quite quite a bit older than that not quite a bit but uh, enough years older than them that when they were sort of coming up as aspiring skaters this guy was already on the scene and able to become sort of a hero for them somebody they looked up to and he does this really incredible routine and yuri has in his free time been teaching himself this routine as some sort of processing that he's doing with himself and where he sits with figure skating. It's like, he doesn't know what to do with himself anymore because of how poorly he did in this event, but he does know that he still loves this guy's routine. And so he's going to do this routine and he does a perfect like version of this dude's routine That unbeknownst to either of them is being filmed by one of their, I think, little sisters, I want to say. And, uh, then those little sisters, before they realize that a film of this exists, put it on the internet and it goes viral. And the original figure skater sees it and is inspired by this recreation of his own work to take Yuri on as his pupil. So he shows up in Yuri's small town in Japan and it's like, surprise, I'm going to be your new coach. And they begin this relationship and it feels very like a crush because I think, I think that sort of like admiration that, that kind of like hero worship can translate into a crush really well. And that, that can be a complicated line to walk as a storyteller because the two feelings are awfully similar but it's also real um i remember when i realized i was gay it was because i was describing to a mutual friend the admiration that i had for someone and this guy was like hey it sounds like you have a crush on him and then i was like oh shit i do have a crush on him and that's how i figured it out and like so this is this is really real like this happens and That and so it's like you can go into this and be like, This is some pretty intense hero worship, but it really plays like a crush, and I think that's intentional. Um, yeah, the show, what I would argue that maybe the phrase slice of life in the context of anime is not exactly applicable here, and I know I think I know what you mean when you're saying it, which is that they are you're seeing literally slices of their life as they're spending these days together but it's always in the context of this training regimen and so there is a real focus on like who are these people as they're interacting with each other when they're getting to know each other and when they are working together and they're working at in this sort of tangential way because Yuri has let himself go he's not in athletic, Um, shape anymore. And so when, when the uh, trainer shows up, he's like, I'm not going to actually train you on the ice until you get yourself back into shape. And so he's just sort of existing and acclimating himself um, to his surroundings in this small Japanese town while Yuri is training to get back into competition shape. And the trainer is like helping out with that. Uh, And so that I think becomes the slices of living that they're doing. But I I do think that like slice of life anime is a specific thing that this is not. So I don't, I don't want people listening to be confused by that distinction. I would say that this is not a slice of life anime. It's a pretty out and out sports anime. And I would say the thing that it reminds me most of is Run Like the Wind, which is another sports anime that is not about a not about a uh, team sport using balls and it's not about punching each other. It is about running and it's a (laughs) a group, like a track group basically training for a big race. And it becomes about the relationship between these characters, the way that they all sort of share a, the same goal of like accomplishing something um, special in their, their chosen sport. But how how their sort of like relationships with each other play into that and there becomes this sort of warm-heartedness to it because these become characters that you feel like you know and that start to endear themselves to you and then it's like it's not just about this sport it's about spending time with these characters that i like Um, It's not quite the same as like, this is a really weird metaphor, but it's like, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is technically a show about bartenders, (laughs) but it's really about characters that happen to work in a bar and the bar sort of serves as a, a vehicle through which the other stories happen that just sort of lets them have the free time and flexibility to do these other things. Um, this is obviously much more about the sport than it, than It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is about the bar. But in that same way, the sport is as often serving as an excuse to get to know these characters, to feel endeared to these characters, and to get a sort of like warm feeling in your stomach appreciation for how these characters are like making each other's lives better. Um, through this lens of preparing for this sporting competition. And so I think for me, that's where it kind of comes back to Haikyuu because I think that's what Haikyuu does atypically well. And that's why people like you who aren't usually, who you do like sports, but you're not usually that into volleyball. And people like me who does not like sports uh, both enjoy Haikyuu because Haikyuu in part is about not the sport, but the people playing it and how their interactions and affections with each other sort of create the sense of camaraderie that sports often represents for people. And so like, it becomes just as much about the action on the court as the friendships off the court. And this show feels like it's living in a really similar space. Um, I also think that it is... It is definitely a sports show and there is competition tension and I suspect that the finale of the show will revolve around some sort of high stakes tournament or whatever but I think that it is also kind of a romantic drama and it's if it, it just I don't know it just felt very heartwarming and very cute and I really liked the the three core characters there's two characters named Yuri one of them is rude and brash. The other one is our main character who is kind of like doubting himself, but very earnest. And um, and then there's the the mentor who is sort of both of them look up to him as a hero. And so the opportunity to work with him for them is is something that they're really like working hard to strive towards and stuff like that um and then i i think that's the other aspect of of shonen anime in general that's being done really well here which is that earnestness that you see with naruto and you see with deku is just like i have i have a dream i have a conviction and i am like fully devoted to that in this almost superhuman way and so seeing that play out here in a slightly more realistic way where it's like it's about professional athletes that are striving for really high level accolades that's a thing that really happens in the world in a way that like training to become, you know, a superhero isn't necessarily something you can go out and do but you can train to become a high level athlete and the that yeah. same sort of like focus and earnestness is there and so i think this is really Really hitting those notes of teamwork, of camaraderie, of friendship, um, and I and I suspect of romance. I think that's probably going to move out of the realm of subtext and into the realm of text. Um, but uh, there is um, there is that sort of earnestness that you see in a lot of Shonen anime as well that that's here. And so there's a lot of a lot of things being done really well here that ultimately boil down to a really well told story. So like, even if you're like, I don't think I want to see the ice skating anime, or I don't think that I'm interested in like the gay romance anime, you might want to give it a shot anyway, because it's so well made as a story that I think, I think there are people out there that would expect not to be hooked by this, who will be surprised at how hooked they get. Uh, and yeah, and it, I'm it's like, worth giving it a shot.
0: I'm, I'm one of those people as well. Yeah. I was not expecting to be like, oh man, this show this show is much more I'm much more hooked on this show immediately than I thought it was gonna be. Like
1: I'm I am really looking forward to watching the rest of this. Like it's it was really good to the point where I'm like, I need to see the rest of it. Um, yeah.
0: speaking of shows that we're really excited about watching the rest of, uh we do have Naruto to talk about. Nah. Um but don't worry, uh what we're talking about has already happened.
1: We've already talked about all of it.
0: <laughs> oh my god. Kind of. These episodes are 100% a clip show.
1: <laughs> yeah, there is new stuff that happens here, but I would say 70 to 80 percent of the runtime of all of these episodes is just flashbacks oh man and there were there were at least two episodes that flashbacked to the same thing (laughs) i was like no 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 Uh, i believe i believe one of the later episodes does the same flashbacks as one of the earlier episodes and then also one of the later episodes flashbacks to one of the earlier episodes (laughs) they're like no yeah it's just happened um yeah so you want me to tell you about what this is
0: yeah i guess give yes, me a, a minute
1: give me a minute
0: <laughs> are you are you ready yeah i'm fine are you sure i just i Like, these episodes make me so angry. But, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> you have a minute.
1: Okay. Go. Naruto is a story about a kid named Naruto Uzumaki who's a ninja in training. He was paired with a girl named Sakura Harano and a boy named Sasuke Uchiha. Sasuke's entire family had been killed in a Political maneuver, and he was the lone survivor, and he has got a big fucking chip on his shoulder ever since then. It has led him to turn to the side of the baddies and become an out and out political terrorist recently. Naruto is one of the only people on the planet that thinks that Sasuke can and should be redeemed, and he is on a mission to do that. Sakura has decided the opposite that he needs to be killed, and that there's nobody better to do it than his previous teammates, so she's off to do that. Their previous mentor, Kakashi, is also out to help them, and uh, they're all sort of coming to a head here. Sasuke just finished a big fucking fight and is kind of in a weakened state, along with his uh, erstwhile teammate Karin. And there's mysterious leader, a guy named Toby, who we all ab- have d- recently discovered is secretly a guy that definitely should be dead by now. Madara Uchiha, and they uh, they just finished a big fight, so they're a little weak. Sakura and Naruto are out maneuvering around, and, and we're going to pick up with them today. I did it. I did that. Sort of. I count it. If I'm transitioning into the and that's that, I count that. And I'm not going to let you take that away from me. It's hard. It's hard what you're asking me to do. But it's not harder than watching these episodes.
0: No, nothing could be harder than these episodes. (laughs) They're just so bad, man. Okay, the first episode is uh, episode 112. Do you need to know... Anything more about it? No. Um, you don't even need to know the name of the episode. Because this episode is 100% a fucking flashback. Except for Sakura making everybody go to sleep so she can go and talk to Sasuke by herself.
1: That's the best part of this episode and maybe all of these episodes. Which is uh, the group that Sakura is with begins to fight amongst themselves about what to do with about Sasuke. Um, basically Sakura's group is on the way to kill Sasuke, if I'm remembering correctly. And then...
0: No, they're going to capture him.
1: Yeah. I think. Uh, They're going to deal with him. And Sai has been sent as an emissary of higher ranking ninja from the village to be like, don't do that. And they're like, well, here's the deal. Uh, we're already doing it and we're not going to let you stop us. And so they get into a little scuffle. And then it turns out that Sakura did not join the scuffle and instead used the opportunity in a way that makes it seem like she maybe was planning to do this all along to uh, put some sleeping gas on everybody. So including the people that she was allied with uh, just moments before... She's now putting them all to sleep and she's like, just kidding. I'm going on alone and all of you are going to stay here and be doing snoozes. And I liked this because I think this is a good moment for Sakura and we're going to spend a lot of this episode flashing back to who Sakura is. And we have talked on our podcast before about how, uh, Kishimoto maybe does Sakura a little dirty does not write her very well and maybe writes her as a sort of oversimplified stereotype of a young girl rather than as maybe more of a full character. And he, as the writer, has himself admitted to struggling with girls as characters and just feeling like he doesn't have their voices or feeling like he doesn't know what to do with them. Or maybe how they fit in to the story as a whole. And you can really feel that in early Naruto. Sakura feels a little tacked on. Like Sasuke and Naruto are doing all the things. And their rivalry is front and center. And Sakura is sort of the girl. And that is kind of about all you can say about her. And she has a big crush on Sasuke because girls have crushes on boys. And that's the thing that they do. And it doesn't feel like it's any more thoughtful or deep than that um yeah and the flashbacks here are mostly about sakura as that young girl remembering her crush and remembering how that sort of set her on the path that she's been on because the crush made the fact that she ultimately was paired up with sasuke the guy she had a crush on more important to her and the fact that that sort of endeared him to her before they even really knew each other meant that his ultimate betrayal was that much more hurtful and painful to her. And I think what this moment is doing well is showing how far she's come and also how committed she is to solving this problem her own way, even though her own way is definitely misguided. Like there's no way she's as strong as Sasuke and he'll probably just murk her right away. But, uh, mm-hmm. like, the fact that she has this resolve, the fact that she's willing to sort of step outside the bounds of the alliances with her, you know, teammates, um, I think when put in contrast to the frustrating oversaturation of flashbacks in this episode, uh, I think it does a good job of highlighting the fact that Sakura has become her own character at least a little bit. And that's good. Yeah. There's not much else good to say.
0: (laughs) Anyways, um, here's the other thing that's going to happen inside of this episode. Um, The very, very, very end of the episode, she's going to tell Sasuke that she's like, I'm joining you. Which, uh, immediately upon hearing, I was just like, I call bullshit. Yeah, no, she's fucking not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But... That's that's what she's gonna say, and that takes us in the next episode. The next episode you can skip. I'm not joking. Skip it. Just fucking skip it. It's Naruto laying in a bed thinking about the times with Sasuke.
1: Yeah. The the episode two two twelve is Sakura flashbacks about her relationship with Sasuke. Two thirteen is Naruto flashbacks about his relationship with Sasuke. And these flashbacks—if yep. you put them together—you've got old episodes of Naruto, basically. <laughs> like, yep. that's not literally true, but it's awfully fucking close. <laughs> I. Yep. The, what's the important thing here? The important thing is that Naruto is back home in the Leaf Village. I think he's he's in a bed somewhere. He's in a bed, and he, he knows that Kakashi has gone. I think. <laughs> Yeah, now that I say that, I'm like, well, he didn't return to the Leaf Village, I don't think he, I think he, maybe he's sleeping where the Kage Summit was, because that's the thing that happened most recently, and where he was most recently. I think, uh,
0: I'm not, I can't be sure.
1: Well, it doesn't, the, the reason I'm not sure is because it doesn't fucking matter, because the point is that Naruto is sleeping somewhere under the care of Yamato, who has become his sensei in more recent episodes where kakashi was his sensei when he was younger kakashi has gone to find sakura and stop her from finding sasuke because kakashi is aware that sakura will not be able to kill or capture sasuke and that this is a bad fucking plan so he's gonna stop her and naruto finds out that he's gone to do that and naruto his whole character right now is i just want to find sasuke and, and convince him to come back to us and Yamato telling him that Kakashi has gone to do the thing that he wants to do, it's not helping things. So, um, so Naruto goes on his flashback journey, and while he's flashing back, he makes a little shadow clone of himself, and he sneaks out, and Yamato doesn't realize that now he's talking to the shadow clone uh, until it's too late. And that that's, um, that's what he does. And then he uses uh some of his new powers to um to track Kakashi so that he can figure out where to go and while he's doing that he reflects on some more recent events so you stop flashing back about sasuke when they were kids and you start flashing back about episodes we watched not that long ago and people telling him basically to uh to give up on sasuke versus like his mentor telling him not to give up on their friends and (laughs) Both of these episodes flash back to the original test that Sasuke, Naruto, and uh, Sakura were put through, where Kakashi told them not to give each other food, and then they do it, and then it turns out that Kakashi was tricking them to test whether or not they were willing to work as a team, and they were the only ones who were, and so they passed when he failed all the other students. And it's like, this used to be a cool plot beat, but stop showing it to me, you're ruining it. (laughs) so that's these episodes
0: <laughs> okay let's talk about the next episode can we uh, talk
1: about Yuri on Ice some more that was fun
0: <laughs> yeah so here's, here's the thing um, really these episodes I, I'm going to give you the the cliff notes I, I swear to god I, I, I want to talk about these episodes a little bit but this, not, not enough the title of
1: enough. 214 is also the description of these episodes for us the burden <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god. Oh. oh god. Anyways, um so here's the thing. Um how how do I best cliff note this? Okay, so so first and foremost, Sakura is going to be like I'm joining you. So, um Sasuke is just like, okay, if you want to prove that to me. Uh-huh. Um you got to kill this girl at my feet. Yeah. <laughs> and Karin's like, "What?"
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, this is fucked, by the way, because she Oh yeah, totally fucked. Karin is as poorly written a character as Sakura has been because her only character trait other than her ability is that she has a a crush on Sasuke that borders on an unhealthy obsession. And yeah,
0: she has a she has a total a total hard on
1: yeah, and and Sasuke has, uh, I think, been manipulating her in order to take he's advantage of that. And uh, he has
0: a hard off.
1: Yeah, yeah, he does. Uh, <laughs> so, so he's been. Can I
0: can I can I say to everybody just so you're aware, this is the moment where Blake and I both probably realize that the name of this episode is going to be like he has a heart off yeah
1: (laughs) it is i
0: can just or this episode is just going to be called let's just talk about yuri on ice
1: (laughs) (laughs) please let us talk about yuri on ice (laughs) it's only 12 episodes you can just go watch them (laughs) um yeah yeah. so he's it's just really fucked up right like i think i think we talked about this in the last episode in which Sasuke basically betrays Karin and strikes her in a way that may be fatal. Uh as a as just a a, tr- a ruse so that he can also strike Danzo in a way that's fatal. Because she trusts him. And she should, because he is her teammate. And I don't like the fact that he does this. I think it's not character assassination necessarily because maybe that word means something else, but it feels like character assassination where you're like, this character is supposed to be redeemable and he's doing something irredeemable here. Um, Mm -hmm. and I just don't like that. I don't like that story beat. And this is really fucking doubling down on that. He's like, yeah, off her. She's not, she's of no use to me. Um, and yeah toby his mentor before he did his little teleporting away business uh earlier in two episodes ago when we last left this scene uh also advised him to kill her so maybe there's a little bit of after the fact hand waving we could do that he was like under the influence not literally mind control but just sort of like the effects of being told by somebody uh Somebody else to do a bad thing makes it maybe more likely that you might do that bad thing. I don't know. So, uh, it, I just, I just don't like this story element. But yeah, Sakura is preparing to kill her, which is thing number two of no, she's fucking not. Where you're just like, okay, I don't know how she's even selling this to him because there's no way in hell that Sakura is just gonna like murk this woman. Um, this, like, helpless, injured person where Sakura is a a fucking doctor. Like, no, she's not going to kill this woman.
0: (laughs) She took a Hippocratic ninja oath.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Which may or may not be a thing in the Naruto world, but we're going to say it is. (laughs) And, yeah, you're just like, no, there's no way in hell that Sakura's about to stab this woman to death while she lays bleeding out on the ground.
0: (laughs) And, uh... Kill this almost-dead woman. Uh Uh-huh.
1: She's she's nearly dead, and just go ahead and give her a nudge. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, so um. So Kakashi is going to show up to save Sasuke right before she gets murked by Sok- uh, uh, Sasuke. Yeah, because Sasuke was actually going to try to kill.
1: Sasuke was using the fact that Sakura was focusing on killing Karin, or focusing on convincing him that she was really going to do it when she really wasn't. Uh, he was taking that opportunity to secretly kill her. <laughs> It's a lot of backstabbing yeah. going on.
0: Yeah. Um, gotta, gotta just stab,
1: stab. Stab. So yeah, so Kakashi shows up and makes sure that doesn't happen. Uh, yeah. That's it, right? That's the only thing that happens in this episode. <laughs> yeah, oh no, there's the... the... <laughs> Naruto shows up too. So they start... They kind of fight... Kakashi fights um, Sasuke a little bit. And they both have mangekyo Sharingan, which as... Sasuke dutifully points out is pretty impressive for Kakashi to have been able to awaken that since he is not actually the original owner of this eye and he does not have Uchiha blood in him. Uh, It's it's pretty unheard of for somebody that's not an Uchiha to have that ability. So, you know, good for him. And then they're fighting and Kakashi is like, Sakura, you are no match for him. Stay out of this. Leave him to me. And then they fight for a little bit. And then soccer is like, yeah. I'm not going to leave him to you. <laughs> <It's> just like, <laughs> she's just so adamant that this is her duty, which is stupid. It's a stupid idea. <laughs> but she won't let it go. And so she's like, I'm just going to sneak in here. I'm going to stab him. And then I, that'll be it.
0: little um, sneaky snake. And
1: I'm going to poison this dagger To stab him with so that I just have to nick him and he's fucked. (laughs) And then, obviously, because Sasuke is so far out of her league that this was just foolish from the get-go. He's like, I know that you're there and you're not going to stab me. I'm going to stab you instead. And then Naruto shows up in that exact moment and rescues Sakura... I would say in the last second, but maybe like halfway into the beyond the last second, he rescues her because Naruto does get stabbed. Yeah. Uh, But that's how that episode ends. Naruto, Kakashi rescued her halfway through and then Naruto rescued her at the end point. (laughs)
0: yeah and then um after the kakashi uh sasuke fight toby shows up and he's just like hey uh you're not gonna not gonna be able to do this because sasuke's running out of uh his energy because he just used basically two tanks of energy one of them being karin in order to fight all the way through danzo um and so he is just completely out of gas and i I do like like okay i do
1: like that when toby shows up he's like i told you not to fucking do this (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I said, "Go home and rest. Do not start another fight." And what did you do? The, the second I was gone, you started another fight. <laughs> so, so yeah. Naruto and, and Kaka, Naruto and Sasuke are also going to have a conversation where Naruto's like, "You suck for attacking Sakura." Uh, because she's your teammate and is like I'm not part of your team anymore and also I'm gonna I'm gonna destroy your whole village because of the way that they treated my family which is a little fair <laughs> and then Kakashi is like you're you are uh, messed up because of your family history and that sucks but it doesn't mean that you're not messed up uh, and like, at one point, Kakashi is like talking to Sasuke, and he's like, "Like, What can we do to get you to call off this insane crusade against your former home? And Sasuke's like, Bring my fucking family back to life and put them in front of me, and then I'll stop. And I, it's hard to refute that point.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs>
1: He's got you there. I'm not saying
0: you're wrong, but... <laughs> yeah, he
1: probably shouldn't, like, resolve to kill all those people that maybe weren't directly involved in or consulted on the whole killing your family thing. But they are dead. <laughs> so, I, can't, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah. So that's, Sometimes it's rough to have everybody be dead. Yeah, hard out here for a hustler. Um, so... They're they're really at an impasse, and and Toby also is like, Toby also points out that like Naruto and Sasuke, Sasuke just can't seem to keep their hands off of each other. <laughs> like he's like every time you see each other, you just have to fight. It's absurd, and they basically lean into that. We're like, yeah, I'll fucking fight you. I don't give a shit. So yeah. they're they're kind of preparing to do another final battle, even though neither of them is in an estate for it. Um, And Naruto does the whole thing where he's like, you're lonely because you didn't have a family. I'm lonely because I didn't have a family. We're the same. And Sasuke is like, we're not the same because your family was dead before you were aware of it. My family was dead after I was aware of it, so I had to deal with the loss in a different way. And then naruto's like well you know you used to be better than me but now we're equals and that's important to me and so anyway there's all all this sort of like rehashing their past together and why why naruto is adamant that they're important in each other's lives and why sasuke is like adamant that like he's different and special and a a beautiful butterfly (laughs) And he's like, no, <laughs> fuck you, you're just some guy I used to know. And Naruto's like, no, we're forever bonded, we're like brothers. <laughs> it's just, you know, I don't know, it's just like, it's it's not bad, but it's nothing new, I guess. And And it's not a flashback, but it's definitely something we've seen before.
0: And- yeah. Yeah. He's going to zoop him away.
1: Yeah. And White Zetsu is there at some point to help with the zooping. (laughs) To help with the zooping. (laughs) God damn. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. They're like, no. Got to zoop it up. No, do fight now. Do fight later. Do sleep now. (laughs) They take him away. And, uh. Exactly. Yeah. Naruto is like. uh, Naruto tells. Sakura, no, he tells Sasuke, he's like, well, we'll fight each other because people who do fighting understand each other when they fight one another and I just need you to understand me. I think I think we'll come to an understanding of each other if we can just punch the shit out of each other. And so let's do that. And Sasuke's like, sure, I guess. And then they leave. And then then uh, Naruto instantly passes out because Sakura literally poisoned him. Yeah um, also Sasuke is going blind.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, that's just from using his eyes stuff too much.
1: Yeah, which we talked about, but that was also a factor in the second fight after the first fight that has happened during this episode. Uh, and is yep. I think part of why Toby was like, I told you not to do this, <laughs> which is you're going blind and you keep using your eyes in ways that make them do more blind instead of less blind and stop it and uh yeah (laughs) and so yeah you see like while sasuke is recuperating he's like hey you know how my brother's eyes weren't blind put those eyes in my face and then i won't be blind anymore either
0: yeah that's how how that works that's how eyes works yeah that's how eyes works yeah (laughs) Anyways, these are not these episodes these are Stick not great. after these credits and we'll talk about what's coming <laughs> up next week
1: blake and spencer get jumped is made by forever summer productions and presented as part of the geekly grind podcast network
0: sound editing is done by rashad english he's our level 15 sound wizard fireball 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 Ad-free versions of our podcast are available on Patreon, along with extra Patreon-only goodies, like additional conversations and articles written by the hosts.
1: Follow us on Twitter at BNS Get Jumped.
0: Like us on Facebook at facebook.com/slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped.
1: Or talk to us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash get jumped.
0: We also have a Discord server, and you can find links to that on our social media platforms.
1: If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews
0: help other listeners find our show. New episodes come out every week. Thanks for listening.
1: Next time on Blake and Spitzer Got Jumped, we're doing our Patreon episode for Bleach with episodes 78, and 80, uh, 78 through 82. And then the week after that, we're coming back for the regular episodes with Jujutsu Kaisen, episodes 6 and 9. 6, six through 9. Yeah. Not just the 6th one and the It'll be the return
0: one. of Mr. Snakes. Mr. And Snakes. If you don't understand what that means, you need to become a patron.
1: Oh, yeah. Mr. Snakes.
0: Bye.
1: All right. Bye. Oh, oh fine. Bye. <laughs>